Happy Labor Day weekend, Woke fam. It's Scott here from Woke Society. The mainstream media went all in on a story written by The Atlantic smearing Trump saying he called World War I veterans losers. New fascist groups are on the rise and are planning to riot throughout the country this weekend. Reports of an EMP now on the election day and Osama bin Laden's niece gives Trump her endorsement. This is the most 2020 thing I've heard all year. So there's so much to cover, but first, let's just hear a word from our sponsor. Please join Pill.net today, a free uncensored platform for sharing topics and truth. Please check out our new live streaming feature. It is dynamic, powerful, and comparable to Twitch and YouTube. Use the hot filter to check out what's hot right now on Pilled.net. Alternatively, you can use the images and videos filter to check out just straight media. At Pilled.net, you can use hashtags to categorize your topics, such as hashtag Kids Lives Matter which is a movement anyone can support. Use our commenting system to let others know your thoughts and opinions on their posts. With our top creation tool, you can dynamically create topics with as many links or media as you'd like and then embed them directly into your post. Or you can go live and tell the world exactly what you want to tell them without the fear of being censored or banned. Join the fight for your freedom of speech today at pill.net. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it dark to light, all the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning, patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie, realize not everything is real Through projects looking glass, the future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show, severe and non on the mic. So come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right, welcome to the YouTube slash podcast woke societies again this is scott the creator thank you all for joining me on this beautiful labor day weekend it's gorgeous out here in new york we're getting three solid days of weather so after you listen to this amazing episode i'm about to give to you go outside get some sunlight get a drink hang out with your friends and family and hopefully no karens are going to crash your party we'll go from there and again guys check out pilled.net pilled.net they are a free censorship platform that now offers live streaming and go get on a censor-free platform, guys. We are we are trailblazing our own path right now. That's what we're doing. So go check them out. It's a free account. So speaking of Karens and crashing parties, if you guys didn't hear, um, new riots have started out started to pop up in Rochester, New York, which is probably about four or five hours away from where I live. But these riots, if you guys didn't really hear the story, not a lot of people were really paying attention to it because what triggered these riots out in Westchester were from leaked videos of a police interactions with a man that was high on PCP um, back in March. He was a black man and he was high on PCP. He was naked running around the streets, causing absolute mayhem. Um, officers put bags over his head to contain him and it ended up suffocating him. Leaked footage of this came out. There's a whole entire, there's all this backstory and context that I'm not including in this, but this, this thing, this video got leaked 
Again, this is back in March that this happened, and now it has triggered riots. And of course, all of a sudden, within a matter of days, all of these BLM riders um, have come out of the woodworks, probably most likely from other states, have flown in and called, actually caused a lot of chaos. So last night in Rochester, you have people... You know, just like me and you that have been stuck inside their homes for months, finally getting to go out to go eat, to enjoy themselves. And for most people, uh, most dining, um, most restaurants are doing dining outside right now while they can before the winter comes and the fall comes because because of COVID, obviously. So most of these people are outside. So while these people are enjoying their dinner, a huge BLM protest comes up to this one restaurant and completely destroys and ruins the experience for everyone eating they're destroying tables and destroying the restaurant and this is the video one of the videos that we have from last night we're just going to play this one so you guys can just catch a glimpse of what these people experienced last night take a watch No one's going to touch you, but we're shutting your party down. That's what the lady's screaming at these people as they get up and run from these tables. Shutting your party down. Calm down. Calm So for the people on the podcast, there is an outside like awning where there was outside seating and there is a mob of people separating them. And there's only a little a little barricade, a little fence that's separating them. They start to climb up the stairs and most of the video from here on out, they completely infiltrate the rest of the restaurant and people sitting inside and outside to literally where they they get they walk in. They start slapping the glasses and plates of food and drink all over the floor, flipping tables, literally why people are sitting there eating forcing them to get up. They didn't touch anybody. And all these people are sitting there and trying to enjoy themselves and they're getting up out of their seats and then leaving. And they're just marching around this restaurant. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what modern day terrorism looks like. This is what the mob looks like. We've been talking about it for months on end and it's not getting any better. If anything, they're getting worse. They're absolutely getting worse. And this can be seen in this next article here from Just the News. Meet Refuse Fascism. This is the new group. Refuse Fascism. Isn't it funny their name? Refuse Fascism exactly is what they are. But they, that's, they're, they're claiming they're not in their name. But this is the new uh, group that we were talking about in the beginning. The domestic Maoist group endorsing Joe Biden. Of course, they have, they're backing Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't endorse domestic Maoist revolu- uh, revolutionaries. But domestic Maoist revolutionaries are endorsing him for president till at least until they can get rid rid the country of President Trump. The Revolutionary Communist Party is a domestic Maoist party led since 1979 by its chairman, Bob Avakian. He and his party are committed to the overthrow of the U.S. government along with the country's economic and social systems. Avakian revels Biden and the Democratic Party as instruments of the literally murderous system of capitalism imperialism. Nevertheless, in an August 1st statement posted at Revcom.us, the party's online outlet, 
Avakian declared that unless Trump can be driven from office by mass mobilization in the streets before Election Day, the struggle against this fascist regime needs to include voting against Trump by voting for Biden. And if you guys want to see a list of what these people are all about, this is their list of this, you know, non-fascist group. Abolition of capitalism and the establishment of state economy. Atheism vigorously promoted. There you go. Complete erase, erasing of God. State-ruled economy. Means of production. Private capital wealth. Expropriated for the state without compensation. Only public education fostering communism. Supreme Court expanded to 15 members. Inheritance limited by the state. And banking and financial systems. State-owned and run. It sounds a lot like China to me. And they're trying to wrap it up in this nice little this nice little box that they call communism. And then it's it's always too late. When when you look at the history of communist countries, people always realize just too late and the the, the locks are already in the, the you're already you're already stuck in the system before you even know it, and then it's too late. But at least we're seeing it now, the attempt being carried out, but all these people, how long have they been waiting for to rise up and build their ranks up? It's been it's been being done for decades underneath the Obama administration and maybe even the previous administrations. But this isn't the first time we heard this. There was somebody and we reported on this months ago when Project Veritas dropped this original video months ago about leaders and the people, the puppet masters behind these protests and these these organizations like Antifa, BLM. We were told way ahead of way ahead of time that there is going to be people in the streets regardless. And what am I talking about? My boy Methods cut the clip here from Project Veritas talking about this and even talking about how these people took a grant from Soros at one time. If you don't remember this, this is a 14-second clip just to refresh the memory. We did apply for a grant from Soros at one point. A lot. So we did apply for a grant from Soros at one time. Yeah. We actually did get a, a, a grant from them. There is going to be a need for thousands of people did you see that? We'll play it again. It says, I'll read it for everyone on the podcast. There is going to be a need for thousands of people and then millions to come into the streets. And I can't remember that woman's name at the moment. But she was one of the uh, of the pollster, uh, the string pullers here behind these organizations. She was being filmed for Antifa for one of the organizers. And she straight up says, we got a grant from Soros one time, a, a long time ago. And I'm sure it wasn't just one time. But they this was this was originally done um, at least four or five months ago when they were talking about Antifa. And remember what some of these Antifa groups were talking about, the ones that when Bernie Sanders was still in the race, literally saying if Bernie loses, they're going to burn down cities. This was said months ago, and now they're calling for thousands and then millions to come into the streets to force Trump out. And then you throw in the little clip of Soros giving them a grant or money. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. You really can't make this stuff up. So this group here, this new fascist group, um, what were they called again? Uh, Refuse Fascism. This is their group. And they walk around signs that say revolution or nothing. 
These are the people that are rising up now. They're part of. They're all part of the same communist agenda. They might. They might have this, these little splintered groups that are coming off of it. But this is the group that's supposedly organizing right now, and they're going to be organizing in every city this weekend, all across the country. And we're hearing a lot of reports that it's it's three o'clock Eastern time already right now. These are going to start ramping up, and they're going to get worse throughout the weekend. And of course, Monday is a holiday, so there's probably going to be an extra day of uh, riding. So it's going to be it's going to be hopefully not you know. You can only hope for the best for these situations to happen when we know we're going to be getting video clips and sound bites all throughout the weekend on on every every instance, and it's going to be covered all over the place. So let's transition here. There was a story that came out that's been talked about in the last couple days, um, an absolutely disgusting story written by this outlet called The Atlantic, which is absolute garbage, and I'm putting that nicely. They're worse than BuzzFeed and the Huffington Post. And the BuzzFeed and Huffington Post are absolute garbage too. But if you could consider something less, gar- more garbage than those, that is the Atlantic. So the Atlantic put out an article. They just put out an article uh, either a day or two ago. And the whole entire premise of this article was to bash Trump about a situation that happened in 2018 when he was supposed to go visit World War I veterans out in Paris. And their story was that Trump was calling these people losers. They deserved what they got. And he canceled the trip because he was afraid his hair was going to be messed up. This was the story that The Atlantic put out, an absolute hit and smear piece on the president to, for whatever reason, to smear his image um, about his, his, his image on, on, on veterans. A president that has done more for veterans than any president in previous history as far as VA benefits bringing soldiers home, and a mountain of other things that he's done for them. I just don't have them on the top of my head right now. So this article comes out, and the mainstream media, of course, just this goes off with it. And as soon as this happens, there are documents that get leaked on Twitter that show how much of this is all a lie, and the reason why Trump canceled his visit to Paris back in 2018 was due to weather and did not want to fly the helicopter through dangerous weather. We also, we also happened with Kobe Bryant when he tried to drive through fog and ended up hitting a mountain. So this is what we're dealing with here. And the, the sauce that I have here comes from Technofog. On that Atlantic story, Jeffrey Goldberg and his four sources claimed Trump's helicopter flight to the U.S. Fresh Cemetery wasn't due to weather. FOIA docs prove this to be false. Their sources are failing basic fact checks, making them essentially worthless. And we can see it here. This is the email from one of uh, Trump's military people that drive this helicopter. I made a bad WX call for today's lift. We have USAF weather, SNCO, at Bellow Wood and have been in contact with the French as well as presidential, presidential WX in the rear. WX will not support today's mission. Please let me know if you have any questions. And here's the, yeah, they give a weather brief right here. However, the potential for periods of moderate rain dropping, ceilings below 1,000 feet will remain until midday. Visibility and rain showers should range between 3, 3 and 5 SM. I don't know what this is. I don't drive up a helicopter. Dropping is low and rainfall in some areas. Please let us know if there's any questions. So they can tell. The forecast in Paris, and you can see here the date of these emails from November 9, 2018. These are the emails from 2018. You don't see anything in there about Trump talking about his hair or calling World War I veterans losers. And this is the excerpt from The Atlantic. When President Donald Trump canceled a visit to the 
Asnian Marne American Cemetery near Paris in 2018, he blamed rain for the last-minute decision, saying that the helicopter couldn't fly and that the Secret Service wouldn't drive him drive him there. And they say neither claim was true. But as we just saw, as we just saw, these are the emails talking about it, right here saying they are canceling because of rainfall. In the Atlantic, they're saying these are not true. And Trump rejected the idea of the visit because he feared his hair would be disheveled in the rain and because he did not believe it important to honor American war dead, according to four people with firsthand knowledge of the discussion that day. But the funny thing is, and we're seeing this more and more, and it's getting worse now with the mainstream media, even when I started doing this channel. And the big reason why I started doing my channel, because when this entire Russia hoax thing was going on, it was always anonymous sources that were breaking these huge stories, these leaks, and... When I started to be, started to catch on to the uh, to the uh, to the BS, I was like, "Wait a minute! Why is why are all these sources always anonymous? Why can't anyone put their name on the words that they are claiming here? These these insane accusations. This is what they do, though. This is what they do, and they claim anonymous sources said these things, and it turned into an absolute shitstorm with the media and Trump yesterday. And you could tell Trump was he was pissed, Trump and, and rightfully so." He has done so much for veterans, and we're going to see that in just a minute. But there were some people that came out directly, came out directly in support of the president and people that were actually there with him when this decision was made. And one of those was Sarah Huckabee Sanders here. I think I got that name right. <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee. The Atlantic story on real Donald Trump is total BS. I was actually there, and one of the people of the discussion, this never happened. And she goes on to say how much Trump values she values the uh, veterans. And it wasn't just her. It was also Dan Scavino, who was always with Trump. They're attached to the hip. And he also said, I was there when this happened. These conversations never happened. So they don't even know who these sources are because there was no one that Trump didn't know having a circle that was around that would be able to hear that in the first place. So where are these sources coming from? They are complete lies. And then the media literally has the balls to go into conference rooms with the president and ask him about these BS articles, complete BS articles. But when you start to dive into what the Atlantic is and in his press conference, Trump did say they're going to be out of business very soon. They're a failing magazine. And that is true. But when you dive into what this magazine is about, because we have to start doing this more, we have to start dismantling these companies and showing them for what they are. This is a clip from 2017 talking about Lauren Powell and Jobs, owner of The Atlantic, with Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, talking about how she is buying media to control the narrative. This war, this was after the standard Trump is racist segment. Take a watch. Policy and philanthropy, and we could do this work forever and ever, and we could have the narrative overtaken uh, by. Uh, by someone who's, who has a lot of power, who's completely contrary to us. And we could never get to the place where we think we're part of a, a more just and equal society. And so it was obvious that if we could be part of the, the creation of cultural narrative, uh, that, would, that would enhance and amplify all the work that we're doing. Which is Hillary Clinton talked about today, is telling the story, getting the content out there. Yeah, she was, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Hillary Clinton. She gets name dropped in all this. We want to be the ones that can culturally change, we can culturally change narratives. And to control the narrative. This is coming directly out of the mouth 
of the owner of the of the Atlantic. And funny how Kamala Harris is there. And funny how Hillary Clinton's name gets brought up into all this. So this the Atlantic article is out. It's been out for a few days now. And literally today, you got to start putting these pieces together. And this is when you do this full time and you watch this stuff happen um, in a full time, in real time basis, it's so easy to put the pieces together because this came out today from Julie Bogan. Come hang out with us and Hillary Clinton. At the Atlantic Fest 2020, attendance costs $0, yes, literally $0, and is virtual September 21st to 24. So when you start to see how biased the media is and who they align themselves up with, it's so easy to figure out what is really going on here. And you can start to peel back the layers of the onion to figure out what is actually true and what is not. But speaking of Hillary Clinton, just to get a little laugh today, she I don't know who she was speaking to on some crappy Zoom call, but I got a clip here from uh, James Woods of her talking about Russia still and Bill Clinton looking like he wants to kill himself. Take a watch. And these people will stop at nothing. And yes, the Russians helped them last time. The Russians are <laughs> helping them now. And you mm-hmm. cover the White House. You know that the White House has said, don't brief the Congress. Don't even tell them in classified settings what the Russians are doing this time. And that what she just said right there is not true. That's not true at all. It's not true. And Bill Clinton right there behind (laughs) Bill Clinton here looks like he just wants to be completely off planet, completely off planet. And can you blame him? Can you blame him? Everyone in the world knows he's a pedo. Um, They cheated on his wife. He's a really terrible human being. And Bill Clinton just looks like he wants, uh, he just wants to uh, go out back and just end it. <laughs> That's what it looks like. But this is, it's, it's just really sad to hear this. And it looks like she's still not over uh, the loss she took in 2016. But are you really surprised? But when you start to de- dive in a little bit deeper here, this is from Julian's Rum. By the way, The Atlantic is one of the Obama's favorite retweets. And of course here, this is from August this year, another one in July, June, and April. So you can see when you start to put these things together and when you see these people promoting certain outlets, you can start to put two and two together. These people are not journalists. They're not anything. They are simply activists and people that are with the establishment, this bubble that the left lives in in D.C., they are all part of this. And it's it's just a cesspool. It's just a complete cesspool. So when you hear people actually believe these stories, these are the kind of things you have to show them to counter that narrative and to put it to bed because it's nothing. It's nothing but lies and deceit. So speaking of countering that narrative of Trump calling World War One loser, uh, World War One vets losers, I have a clip here of Trump, and there's so many of them. This is just the one that I found most recently of Trump approaching a woman who was also a Marine. Her son died um, in Afghanistan, I believe, and he goes and talks to two mothers of soldiers, and it's an absolutely beautiful thing. We're going to watch the whole thing because it's worth it. This is our president. This is the president that I know that cares deeply for our veterans and our military. Take a watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me go. I did. Thank you so much. Thank you, darling. I'll remember. It really means a lot to me. It really does that you take that. And uh, my son loved this country very, very much. And he gave his life painfully. Never cried out in pain or anything like that. Asked that his men be taken care of. And and, uh, what rank was he in? He was a staff sergeant. And uh, not a general, not anything like that. Just a staff sergeant, a platoon sergeant. You take care of yourself. 
you so much okay i so appreciate you and and you too very much president thank you so much thank you so much he was a u.s navy seal absolutely jimmy he knew he saved his team he knew he you take care. He's looking down. He's very proud. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you're doing for the country. You know, they're looking down. Jimmy knew he wasn't coming home. Jimmy knew he wasn't coming home. And he said, he just, he, he said, Mama, I, I, I hope that people don't forget that I ever lived. And if you could remember just Jimmy, that would mean so much to me. I was a Marine as also, and a Marine and mother of Marine. It would mean so much to me, sir. We will do it. Thank you so much. So you much. take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. Thank he you. said, we will do it. We will do it. And after that, he takes a photo with the, uh, with, with the, with the young man there at the end. Um, but there's so many examples of this. And I, when I was searching for examples, there's hundreds of videos online of Trump. Um, just, you know, he deeply cares about veterans. And I remember just people in uniform. I just remember he had such respect, especially when, um, when September 11th happened and his outpouring towards the police and fire departments. And he's always had as, as all living in New York. I know this because he was, you just knew Trump. You knew who Trump was and what he was about. A lot of people hated him. I, I never had a problem with them. Um, just growing up here in New York, but he has shown so much as far as just the benefits in helping veterans and ending, ending the endless wars out in the middle East. And you have, and you have this, you have, outlets like the Atlantic that are writing these, these disgusting, these disgusting things. And you got to counter it with the stuff because it's just not true. It's just not true. So speaking of one, one more, um, one more person that I want to bring in here to show this dismantling of the media, because I feel like in about a month or two, there is going to be some serious, serious accusations brought against the mainstream media, especially in the, uh, the, the way they push all these fake, these fake stories and these hoaxes and the damage that it does to uh, Americans and how it warps their minds. I really believe their time of their day of reckoning is coming. And when I saw Rick Grinnell in this, in this clip here, you're not going to get much better than this as far as just completely shooting the mainstream media down and just taking a dump on their feet. What am I talking about? This clip here is what I'm talking about, and I'm going to play it right here. Take a watch. Clearly, you were effective here as the special envoy to these talks. And to give you just some context here, there was a deal struck between Kosovo and Serbia, and this has been, I don't know any details about what this, what this was, but apparently this has been a long, a long history uh, between these two countries and trying to establish American businesses and, and European businesses. Um, in this area, and it's no president has been able to do it for decades. It was done, and this is what um, this is what Grinnell wanted to talk about, and the media wanted to talk about something else, but Grinnell would not let them off the hook. Now take a watch between Serbia and Kosovo. But I wanted to ask you about another initiative you led uh, last year. You kicked off the Trump administration push to decriminalize homosexuality. Yeah, I'm just talk about Kosovo and Serbia. I'm, I don't know if you can find it on a map, but this is atrocious. I have to tell you guys, you might be too young to understand what this issue is about. Maybe the older journalists should step up and say, this is a big deal. This is a big issue. I'm astounded at what happens in Washington, D.C., and especially in this room. 
I, I got to tell you, get substantive. Maybe it's too complicated of an issue for you all. Rick, respectfully, but, this is the first time we've had the opportunity to speak with these individuals. Okay, but today's Las Vegas on Serbia. Let's take a little time and talk about this 21-year issue, Peter. I mean, 21-year issue, we're getting the same questions that are all politics. I don't, you guys don't understand what's happening outside of Washington, D.C. People aren't listening to you anymore. It, it's really a crisis in journalism. And I think it's because people are too young to understand issues like Kosovo and Serbia. Right, can I ask How about a substantive question? I don't think any of us came here for a lecture about our questioning. Okay, well, I didn't come but the here question I would like to ask you, the question I would like to ask you is, is it accurate to say that it's full economic normalization? There was some and that's where he stops right there. And this tweet here is from someone that can't stand Richard Cannell, um, but that's okay. The video showed what I wanted to show you guys. He said, listen. You guys don't know what's going outside, what's going on outside of DC, outside of these walls, outside of this little bubble that all of you live in. And there's going to be, and I keep, this is what I was talking about. There is a theme of people, a small group of people in the media that have done the Russia hoax, the Mueller investigation, all of these things that we've been leading up to throughout the four years. There's a small group of people that have been at the crux of all of it. Just like there is in Spygate, it's the same thing for the mainstream media and these outlets. They're all they're all the small circle of people, and Grinnell looks right at them and says, nobody is listening to you anymore. And this bald asshole here cuts him off and says, we're not here to get a lecture. We're not here to get a lecture. I cannot wait for this room to be filled with half and half of the good reporters and the shitty ones that have been, they're just nothing but ticks at this point. They... they to press briefings to me at this point, you're not there to be educated anymore. You're not there to listen to um, thought out questions. They are literally used now for people like my friends and myself that take these sound clips and cut them up and disperse them out to the masses so they can really see what kind of a clown show they, these are. They are clown shows and there are some good reporters in there still, but I really feel like their day of reckoning is coming because what else has to what else has to be done to stop this? No one cares about these questions that these people are asking. Nobody cares. And that's why Grinnell is like, listen, we're not here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about this. Right here. This is what they were talking about. Congratulations on the signing of the historical agreement. This is a crucial achievement that benefits people of both countries in the future of the hashtag WB region. Also grateful to the USA for the guidance and support provided throughout this process and for making it happen. And all I know about this deal, I'm not gonna pretend like I know everything about it, I don't. All this is is to implement normalcy in Serbia and Albania and all these and these other European countries to, to now implement bringing American businesses there, European business there and, establish, and building an industry in these areas that doesn't exist right now and to build up cities and industries um, and jobs. That's what I know, and they want to talk about politics. So it was great to see, great to see Richard Grinnell. Now, the big story of the uh, on the episode here was not expecting to see this. This was a huge endorsement, and just it's the most 2020-est thing I've seen all year. So some of these words I'm going to censor myself in because I know for a fact some of these words are high-trigger words. So if, if, I, if you think I'm sounding silly, 
it's because I am censoring myself. So just just bear with me here. So the New York Post talking here says Osama bin Laden's niece says only Trump can prevent another September 11th. And another September 11th style attack may just be around the corner if Joe Biden is elected president, warns Nor bin Laden, the niece of the September 11th terror mastermind Osama bin Laden. That's a pretty chilling statement. ISIS proliferated under the Obama-Biden administration, leading to them coming to Europe. Trump has shown he protects America and us by extension from foreign threats by obliterating terrorists at the root and before they get a chance to strike, Bin Laden 33 told The Post in her first ever uh, interview. Bin Laden, whose branch of the family has always spelled their name differently than her infamous uncle, lives in Switzerland but said she considers herself an American at heart. A full-sized U.S. flag hung in her childhood room at age 12 and her dream vacation is an RV trip across America. I have been a supporter of President Trump since he announced he was running in the early days of 2015. I have watched him from afar and admire this man's resolve, she said. He must be reelected. It's vital for the future of not only America, but Western civilization as a whole. Now, if you're going to sit here and tell me the niece of Osama bin Laden is smart enough and to realize that under Biden and Obama, ISIS was allowed to run rampant throughout the country, uh, throughout the world, and they weren't doing anything about it. It was allowed to happen, and then Trump comes in, and you never hear about ISIS really at all anymore. At all. She knows that maybe uh, she, she has to know her uncle here, what he was into. A lot of people think he was a CIA asset. Could be. Could be. I don't have any proof for that, but I have heard that from many people. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. She knows how these things work, or at least a little bit of how these things work. And she's coming out here and endorsing President Trump because she knows what's going to happen if Joe Biden is the president. It's going to get worse. It's going to be, and it's going to be apocalyptic in my mind. But how big, how big of that as far as a PR standpoint that Osama bin Laden's niece is coming out and supporting you? To me, it's probably, maybe that's not a big deal with Trump, but I think it's just, it should be an eye-opening to everyone else out there that's on the fence or on the fringe about what's really going on here. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy to think about. So just, it's just, it just shows that the times that we're in and it's just absolutely, absolutely nuts. So, and just the other news here that I want to cover before we wrap up today, the owner that had Nancy Pelosi in her spa, the one that was being canceled, she raised over $220,000 on GoFundMe and I'm shocked GoFundMe allowed this to happen because they love to shut down credit card processors love to shut down conservatives. It seems like, or anybody that goes against the narrative, just like GoFundMe does when they shut down um, funded accounts for conservatives. It seems like that happens all the time. So hopefully she gets her money, but apparently from Breitbart, she raised $220,000 on GoFundMe. So hopefully that is enough to relocate, move to a different state and start her life over, which is, which is fantastic, which is great. So, other news that I want to cover here, not going to get too tinfoil hat today, but I saw this from the Zero Hedge, and everyone's talking about the uh, asteroid that's going to hit the uh, planet Earth on the, on Election Day. Well, it's not just asteroids. We're also hearing uh, potential EMP attacks, which if you, don't, if you guys don't know what EMP attacks are, they're electric magnetic pulse, which essentially it's a electronic wave um, that's just shot. I mean, it's just blasted across large areas and any kind of electronics that it, that it comes into contact with 
This destroys it, wipes it out, fries it. Makes it completely useless. So that's what an EMP attack. So DHS is bracing for potential EMP attack as presidential election nears. And DHS's warning published Thursday, September 2nd, 60 days until the presidential election, indicates there are evolving threats against the American homeland, most recently highlighting efforts to combat an electronic electromagnetic pulse attack which could disrupt the electrical grid and potentially damage electronics. The, des- the uh, department released an EMP status report via the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency that said key actions to address known EMP-related vulnerabilities, the critical infrastructure. And the article continues to go on to say that China has been trying to plan EMP uh, attacks for, for two decades now. And there was a cue drop talking about possible blackouts during the election or election night. And could this have anything to do with that? We'll have to see. I hope I hope not, because Tuesday night is a live stream night for this channel, and I'm still deciding if I'm going to be pulling a five or six hour live stream that night, which I'm probably going to. But I would love, I would love to have internet access and to be hanging out with everybody when Trump wins. So we'll have to see what happens. That's something to keep in the back of your mind. Don't let it drive you too crazy. Um, these are just things that I'm coming across. And last thing I want to talk about is a General Flint update. And keep this man in prayers, guys. We might finally be at the end of this dark, dark tunnel. From Technofog, Flynn update. The DOJ and Flynn have filled a motion to expedite the resolution of the case. The parties agree that this court should resolve the pending motion to to dismiss with dispatch, which means very quickly move this case along and to dispatch it. End it. Proposed hearing September, and they list a bunch of dates. So this came out, and then a few hours after this came out yesterday, we now have a Flynn update again. September 29th, this DOJ motion to dismiss is set for oral argument on September 29th at 11 a.m. So 11 a.m. on September 29th. I'm hoping it's going to be out in the public so we can listen to this happen. Um, September 29th could be, could be, the day that this case that this, that this case is dismissed, and Flynn Flynn is a free man. So keep him in your prayers. He is a true American hero. He needs as much prayers, and so does uh, Sidney Powell, his lawyer. Let's pray for the best and see what happens. Because I would love love to have General Flynn on the campaign trail the last month uh, before the elections. How fantastic would that be? So, if you guys can. Go to the YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends and family we are the news now. We are 102 subscribers, almost at 103. We're almost 97,000 away from my 200,000 call. We're getting there. We're getting close. We got a lot of we got a lot of uh, work to do, but we are getting there. Go check out the Patreon if you guys want to increase your fandom. You guys get an extra live stream out of me every week when you sign up for one of these, which is always a good time. And of course, when you go to my shop in the, in the link in the description below, Check out my store. I have all these amazing products. And when you go here and you click new to old, you're actually going to see the products that I have on the main screen here, which is the Where We Go One hoodies, shirt, v-neck, the fake news network. We have the uh, Yeti style mugs, water bottles, Punisher, defend the media, defund the media, not defend the media, definitely defund. We have hats, again, hoodies, glassware, my woke societies, um, merchandise. You guys love it so much. And so many, so many cool hats on here. We have trucker hats, camo hats. We got we got a hat for everybody from all over across the country and also women's wear. So go check it out. Check out the store. Check out pill.net. Make a free account on the censorship-free platform. And everybody, just stay safe this weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day weekends. Go out and hang out with friends and family. 
and just try to have a good time. And remember that we are getting so close to hopefully this being the end of the uh, pandemic and um, we'll have to see what happens. So go outside, hang out with your friends, have a drink and enjoy the weekend. Next time I'm going to be out is on Tuesday, taking Monday off, obviously. So I will be seeing you guys on Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern for my live stream. So it's going to be another packed full weekend. Um, if you guys are in these cities um, with, with these riots, please be careful and please be safe. So as I always say, stay safe, stay warm and stay woke.